If I can invite you to remain standing, our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 4, 4 through 15. While a large crowd was people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that, though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I can invite you to be seated, please. It's good to be here with you all this morning, and this morning we're going to be continuing our look through Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 15, where we read Jesus' words in a parable that is called the parable of the sower. Uh, When Jesus delivered the words to the the disciples and to the crowds, following him telling this parable, he basically said this to them, if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand any of them. And so my goal in having us to look at this parable over a period of five weeks is for us to spend time really considering the scripture, really considering what Jesus is saying to us. And just like the first hearers of this parable, we too can receive, we can hear these words, and we can see the different layers or the different ways that Jesus speaks to us and also that God's word meets us wherever we are at. Because Jesus tells us that the seeds in this parable are the word of God. And so the first thing he wants us to know, the first thing he wants us to remember is that we are to be sowers of the word. That we are to sow and live according to the word of God in the way that we live, in the way that we talk, and in the way that we act. He then goes farther into the different soil types while making sure to point out that the sower sows the seed irregardless of what the soil type is. Just like how we're to sow the, God, uh, the word of God to as many people as possible, it's not our job to predetermine who receives the word. It's not our job to predecide who might hear the word positively and allow it to change their life. It is, however, our job to be the sower and to sow the word that God has given us. But on the other side, we can also see how this parable represents some of the different ways that we are able to receive the word of God when it is sown to us. Since the Christian walk is a journey, we receive God's word daily and we allow it or we invite it to work in and through our lives to change us into the men and into the women 
that God has created us to be. And what I mean by that is saying that our faith journey is not static. You don't reach a point in your faith journey where you have heard enough of the Word of God or received enough of God's Word and your tank is full and you can leave and and never worry about it again. Our faith journey is something that's ongoing. It's developed. And it's something that we have to apply ourselves to and for each and every day. We're to seek first the kingdom of God We are to immerse ourselves in his word and we are to engage and to participate in the kingdom of God and the community of faith that he has placed us in. And so as we've looked at this series over this scripture, we've seen uh, Luke 8.18, how Jesus invites us and challenges us to hear his word and to consider what he has said. As we say, therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even that which they think they have, will be taken from them. And what we saw, how what Jesus is saying to us is we have to take the time to ponder, to question, to listen, to prayerfully consider the word that God has given us and the way that he wants us to apply it in our lives and in the way that it changes our hearts. And then we've also seen in this parable how the word of God, when applied to our lives, does change us. There's a reason that in Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, Jesus takes the time, or Luke takes the time, to point out to us who Jesus is traveling with. Because he wants us to see evidence of people who have heard the word and who have considered it carefully and who have allowed it to change them. That's why he lists the disciples. That's why Luke lists Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna. He wants us to see people who have allowed the changing of Jesus to change them into where they are living lives beyond just hearers, but they're also doers of the word. He wants us to see that all different people are hearing these words of Jesus. And they're being named and they're being changed. And because of that, the gospel is being spread. Friends, we've also looked at Luke 8, uh, chapter 8, and, and the, para- the soil types where Jesus talks about uh, the different ways that, that the seed is received. We saw how the hardened pathway and the seed that falls on it, how uh, the hardened pathway was not criticized by Jesus. In the gospel, he does not say that, that it's a bad thing that it's there. I think it's a matter of fact thing that it's there. Because he recognized that in proper farming, there's just places that the seed is going to fall, that if you're going in and out of the field, that's just going to happen. A pathway is going to be formed. But what he did say is we have to be on guard of the times in our hearts and in our lives where we may become hardened to the word of God. Now, I think for some, this may be due to our over-familiarity with the scriptures. And I don't say over-familiarity in a negative way. But I think where sometimes we are so familiar with the scriptures that when we read it, we don't uh, take the time to invite the Holy Spirit to change us, to invite the Holy Spirit to affect us. And so our hearts are hardened where we read the word and and it, it doesn't soak in. Or maybe our hardness is due to the spiritual battle that occurs within all of us. When we are hard to the word of God, the seeds don't have time to take root. And they're quickly taken from us. Our focus is quickly shifted. And so what we have to do is we have to ask ourselves where we are hardened to the word of God in our lives. And then last week we looked at the shallow soil conditions where a layer of of soil exists over a hard layer of rock. 
When we're shallow in our faith, we may experience the joy of conversion and of having a relationship with Jesus. We may get stuck in our joy, and we may not do the work to root ourselves in the steadfastness of God. And so when we use the or when we face challenges, we quickly use up everything that's available to us. And we wither. We're no longer able to produce fruit. We're not able to produce fruit. And so last week we saw how we need to do the things to root ourselves in God and in Jesus. We also saw how we need to help others to develop that rootedness for themselves so that they're not just living on the joy of the faith, so that when they're challenged, their faith is not extinguished. Because faith brings us both joy and also challenges as we face repentance, as we face the shortfalls in our lives, and as we face and realize the areas of our life that we need to change. There is loss in that, and we have to recognize that, and we have to realize that, but we also have to say that there's greater joy in what we receive in in building and having a relationship with God and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so what about it today? Today we read the third soil condition that Jesus mentions when he talks about this parable. Jesus says, Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. All right, so the first thing I think about when I read this parable is, is the farmer out there throwing his seed on a field that's already weedy? Maybe. It doesn't seem very logical, but my guess is that the seeds are sown on a field that has been cleaned, and what I mean is that it has been cleaned from last year's growth, It's hoed, everything is gone, the soil is ready to be replanted, it looks fresh, it looks new. However, we all know how it works to get rid of a weed. If it's above ground, you pull it up, but that doesn't mean that you get everything underneath. Whether it's roots, or whether it's seeds, or something else. And so, in the parable, Jesus tells us that good seed is sown among the part of the field where there are weed seeds. And so both seeds grow Both types begin to to grow in the field together. And the problem is, is what do weeds do? They grow a whole lot faster than than the plants we want to grow. And they eventually choke them out by taking all the water, the nutrients, the sunlight, whatever it is that the good plants need in order to grow, in order to bear fruit, and in order to, to produce a harvest. I think unlike the previous example of the shallow soil, Jesus is telling us that the plants that are grown among the weed seeds are plants that are able to grow. They're growing alongside the weeds. They're producing a plant. However, they're unable to get enough to reach that point where there's something that's harvested. And so everything on the outside for the plant looks right, doesn't it? It's growing leaves. It's it's putting on, you know, it's growing in height, whatever it is. Until it comes time for the harvest and you look at the plant and there's not enough there for it to produce anything of measure. They've grown, but they are unable to produce fruit. And so when asked to explain the parable further, Jesus says the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear it. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. So you get what Jesus is saying in this part of the parable. Unlike the seeds on the hardened pathway and the shallow soil, the seeds in the weedy or the thorny soil are able to grow. What they are unable to do is produce a harvest. 
And so spiritually, we can compare this to, to maybe someone who discovers and begins a relationship with Jesus. The joy of having that relationship is experienced. They begin to grow in their faith, and they're doing the things that they need to do in order to, to hear and to learn. But something happens to hinder their growth. And unlike last week's example, where uh, someone in shallow soil gets challenged or, or has to face their repentance, and they have no roots, so they fall away, and they abandon the faith, this person stays in the church. They stayed connected with the community. They stay connected with the gospel. However, there comes a point when the challenge is there and the challenge is taking the next step and examining to see if there are weeds or areas in their lives or our lives that we need to remove or to change. So basically, this is living the Christian faith, doing all the right things, but stopping at that point when you have to start um, examining your heart. Stopping at that point where you have to look at yourself and say, where am I falling short of where God wants me to be? Not taking the time to examine or to, to focus on Jesus. And so Jesus lists the things. That the person who receives the word of God in the weedy field or thorny field focuses on. When he says it's the thing of this world, it's the worries, it's the riches, it's the pleasures, and the like. And I think for us what we can say is it is when our minds become fo more focused on the things that we have or the things that we want to have. That the word of God and the Holy Spirit working through us just begins to be choked out. We cannot hear it even if it is not there, even if it's there. We're growing, but the weeds and challenges that surround us cause us not to grow to where we are unable to produce a harvest. I think that the brilliance of this parable of Jesus is in the three soil types. I mean, he's talking about all sorts of people, isn't he? He's talking about ways that every one of us can look at ourselves and we can say, well, where am I in this? What is he saying to me? How is he challenging me to live my faith differently, to live my faith more intentionally, to approach his word with intentionality to where I'm immersed in what he's saying to me? Because I think this parable is one that, you know, those of us in the church have to pay attention to and we have to be aware of. Because this is the one that on the outside, it appears that we're doing everything right but on the inside, we're not. We're following Jesus. We're participating in the life of the church. We're generous toward God with our time and our resources. We're reading the word of God. Outwardly, we appear to be doing all the right things, but inwardly, our thoughts and our energy and our mind are focused on something else. They're devoted toward worldly things. And that's what Jesus says. He says those who, who are like the seed planted in these soil focus on the worldly things. We spend time thinking about them rather than thinking about God, and the challenge is there. We strive for, for approval of other, of other people, of other men and women, rather than walking in holiness and, and looking strictly to God for approval. We appear to be growing, but we are weakened and we are unable to bear fruit as a Christian. We have to be doing the right things. And for us to get out of this, we also have to be looking at the things that we need to do to take the next step. To weed out those things in our lives, to weed out those things in our hearts that hold us back and that keep us from bearing fruit. You know, at our time in El Paso, which is a long time ago, uh, when we moved there, we had an abundance of grass burrs in our backyards, sand burrs. 
You know, the yard itself was in pretty good shape in terms of having a lawn, but uh, we had the grass burrs. Y'all have had them, right? And they're awful. But so uh, rather than spray, because I was, well, I don't know about lazy, but whatever I did, uh, I would go out every evening and pull them up. And so I tried to pull them up, every clump, root and all, being out there. And Katie, well, that was pre-Addison, pre-A. Uh, and so Katie would help me and, and Mindy would be out there. And we would just try to pull them up before they, while they were still green, before the burrs were hard and remained connected to the plant. And as we pulled them up, we would put them in you know, a trash can or a five-gallon bucket or whatever, and we would throw them away. After the first summer there, there was a noticeable reduction. The second summer, even more of a reduction. The third summer, even more of a reduction. And thankfully, that last summer we lived there, we had, we'd just gotten a dog the October before, and you know he didn't have any grass burrs when he was out walking in the yard. It was amazing. But it just took time, and it just took intentional weeding of us being selective, of seeing the things that did not belong, and of seeing the things that we could change in order to, to, to make that change that needed to happen. It took time and being intentional. And isn't that the same thing that you and I need to be when it comes to our spiritual walk and our spiritual faith? Is we need to be in that place where the Word of God is sown into us. We need to be intentional in examining ourselves and then intentional in taking the step to remove the weeds. We need to be intentional in, in choosing how we seek out the nourishment that God gives us through His Word, through His worship, and through being with other believers. I think we also need to remember that the Christian journey is not a one-stop shop. It's not a one-time decision, but it's a journey that leads you into life, into relationship, and into faith. It's a journey that you and I are unable to do on our own, but friends, I promise you it's a journey that gives you meaning like nothing else can. Because it brings us to Jesus. It brings us to His glory. And it brings us to a place where we are able to share in His life and receive the gift of His grace. 